0: Welcome back to To The Grave and today we're going to be covering one of the creepiest things that I have <laughs> ever read Like I kid you not And This, I, is, um,
1: this is our first episode that's not going to be on Twitch first, Yeah, this which is, is our first Spotify exclusive Yes, or Spotify, YouTube,
0: is, yes, Spotify plus podcast. other podcast
1: apps, podcast exclusive. apps.
0: <laughs> Yeah, um, this is probably um, a case that will keep you up at night because yeah. it kept me awake when I first um, learned about it,
1: it did. But before we start, I want to complain about my day.
0: Oh, get to it! I want to okay. hear this.
1: So basically, I woke up this morning and I woke up and I was like, "Wow, my day like already kind of sucks." I was just like kind of down and I was like, "Yeah, this sucks," but like, whatever, I'll chill out. I got up and I made some crepes, and the Ooh. and which was good. But then I was like, "I'm having this like small medical issue that like isn't that concerning." That I'm just not gonna say what it is. I don't know why. I just mm-hmm. don't feel like it. Um. And I told my stepmom about it yesterday and I told her that it's gotten a little bit worse today so I went and showed it to my dad and my dad was like we should get you a doctor's appointment. So I went so I got a last minute doctor's appointment which delayed our recording and Woo. um I went to the doctor and I got in there. And first of all, it was so fucking hot and the doctors um they don't they their AC is broken. So I was oh, dying. Oh no. And I got in there, I was like, I'm already having a shit day, I hope this is quick. And I get in there, and I have to sit in there for a while. And then all of a sudden, the nurse comes in, and I start talking to her. And then my glasses, which are wireframes, I just hear, snap! And the little no. screw pops out of my glasses. And I no. dr- and I drove here, so I was like, how the fuck am I supposed to get home? Thankfully, though it, it was broken, I did end up just like... I like took them off carefully and then when I put them back on I put them on so carefully that my like lens was like still balanced. Oh my god. In, in the thing. Um and but I had that uh issue and then I had to get a strep test which I hate and then nurses Oh, I
0: hate those. The
1: nurses were really nice when they were giving me a strep test but I kept like they kept having to do it again cuz I kept like moving my tongue and every time I moved my tongue they would start they would start laughing and it was like really funny but I was like hey I'm trying my hardest guys. Um but then, and the nurse before uh, was like, yeah, you're going to get a strep test and a finger prick. And then they walk in oh, and they're no. like, yeah, we're, we're drawing your blood today. I was like, wow, I've never gotten my blood drawn before. So I just got my blood drawn for the first time. That was oh, very really? exciting. Yeah. my have never hurt.
0: had it drawn before?
1: No. Oh. And it hurt. Yeah. Finger <laughs> pricks suck. Yeah, I had one when I've I was had a five. finger prick before, but I've never got it like was drawn from my arm. I was like, I really oh. hate this.
0: I remember one time I got a finger prick when I was um five, and I was kicking the nurses. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like an eventful day. Yeah, and so I'm like really
1: tired, but I was like, we I already canceled us recording yesterday. We have to get it done today if we I want it out it by Friday. If we want
0: to get this out by Friday, yeah. <laughs>
1: I also so, love that I tweeted the schedule before yeah. even telling you
0: the schedule. Yeah. I saw the tweet and I was like, oh, so it looks like this is our schedule now. That works.
1: Oops, I forgot to tell you. I was just like, I was like, I should probably make this official so that I can like actually have the motivation to stick to it, but
0: I just like forgot yeah. to tell you what it was. No, it's <laughs> fine. Totally fine. <laughs> okay. okay. You ready no. to start the yeah. case? Oh my god. Uh, I get so paranoid during this case. Uh, I remember when I was researching it, I think my dad went to grab something from his room, which is what right next to me. And I heard him say something or something. And I yelled out, what? And I heard no response. And I walk out and there's nobody outside my door and it's pitch black. And I was so paranoid because it was the middle of the night. And I was like, absolutely not. I made a TikTok about it yesterday because it was that funny to me. I showed it to my mom and she laughed it, it made me laugh but okay so today we're covering daniel laplant i think i forgot to mention that till now <laughs> yeah um so we're covering daniel Leplant, and um trigger warning um this will make you want to like tear down the room the walls of your house i know it made me want to tear down mine and then at the very end stuff happens to kids and there's like sexual assault so fair warning yourself for that if you want to keep listening. Yeah. I don't let's remember this started. case very
1: well, but when you when you say like trigger warning before something happens, they'll just scream so that they know that like yeah. something bad's about to happen.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's get this started. So Daniel LaPlante, he was born in Townsend, Massachusetts, May 15, nineteen seventy. Um he had a pretty, pretty shitty childhood, not don't gonna lie. They all? Don't they all, um, it was very shitty. I kind of feel bad for the kid, but not the teenager slash adult. Um, he suffered sexual and psychological abuse from many adults.
1: Mm, um, most of sad. it coming
0: from his stepfather right. in his own home. It's either, ooh, I don't know what to say about that. Jesus. Um, he caused most of the the physical, emotional, and even sexual abuse and due to his troubled upbringing upbringing i don't know why i can't talk today this is going to be funny <laughs> i ha- i i didn't even drink coffee or anything i'm just having a funny day um he struggled academically and socially at school and was then diagnosed with dyslexia so that made him struggle a lot yeah um he barely had any friends and he was often called creepy and weird and his behavior was so abnormal and you could tell by looking at him that he had, like, disregardment of his appearance, self-reprovement, lack of hygiene. It got to the point that school officials referred him to a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. And where he was later diagnosed with hyperactivity disorder. Now, this psychiatrist was a piece of shit. Oh, yeah, I remember him. Piece of shit. Li- my Jesus, it made my blood boil when I read it. Um, I wrote this in the notes. Um, his psychiatrist was a spawn of hell yeah a piece of shit really i wrote that um I, I wrote like many things to say in my notes so that i could prove my point um he proceeded to sexually abuse Laplante during their sessions
1: wow yeah. so
0: he has like no escape
1: from no escape thing that's really sad like yeah. i know he sucks later in life but like before yeah it, it's 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 sad. There's a lot of uh, nurture in this
0: case. Yes. So that's the second or another trusting bond being broken and a new layer of grief being introduced to his psyche. Yeah. So we, ooh, yikes. Um, but then this is where you start to hate him. This is where you start to hate the, the guy himself. Um, yeah. During his early teens, he starts stealing a small-time thief. Um, He would spend evenings breaking into homes and stealing valuables. And by age of 15, not only would he break into the houses to steal stuff, he would leave random stuff behind and move furniture within the house. That's fucking horrifying. Because imagine, Mm
1: -hmm. like, I don't even want to imagine it, but imagine getting home and being like... I know Something's that that was place. not there yeah. this morning. Which and you just like
0: have that sinking feeling. You're like, shit, somebody's shit. been in my house. Exactly. That's so and scary. He did it in a specific way where it wasn't extremely obvious, but once you notice it, you get that gut feeling, and you're like, fuck, somebody's been in my house. Yeah. So, Leplant started to enjoy doing mind tricks on his victims. Oh, Um, sorry, somebody's knocking my door.
1: Yeah, my dad fixed my glasses. (laughs) Let's go! Okay,
0: you may continue. continue. Okay. Okay. So now, ladies and gentlemen, before I start this, I just want to say, brace yourselves. Be mentally prepared. I am standing up out of my seat as I'm saying this, (laughs) because, oh my god. So, 1986. Uh... Daniel Laplant. Um, I'll I start calling him Danny throughout the notes because that's what the people in Morbid call them. Mm-hmm. Um, Danny Laplant, little lovely guy, um, was able to obtain the number of the home of. Okay, this is where I got confused. Brian Andrews and his daughters Annie and Jessica. I was telling Jenny this. Um, I got these notes from Morbid and from a website where it was, like, this person dedicated to the case, and he wrote about it. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll link it, it below so time, that mm-hmm. people know. When I read it the first time, it said Brian Andrews, Annie, and Jessica. But then two nights ago, when I read it again, it changed the names to Frank, Tina, and Karen Bowen.
1: And That's I was That's like, very huh? different.
0: I was like, huh? Like, I don't... Mm. And then in Morbid, they would say Anderson instead of Andrews. So I don't know at this point what the real identity of these people are. I I'm just, just... going to go with Andrews.
1: Yeah, I just stick to like saying their first names then
0: and choose yeah. the
1: first names that you heard twice instead of the one that was just randomly updated.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I'm just going to call them Brian, Annie, and Jessica. Okay. And if I use their last name, I'll use Andrews because that's what I found. Um, If it's different please let me know people that are listening cuz like i said at this point i have no clue <laughs> um so he got the number to their house and he would specifically call to get to talk with the girls and when he introduced himself he said like hey i got your number from a friend at my school we go to different schools by the way but i got my number from a friend of of school and i'm this attractive Blonde blonde jock I am academically smart I have good grades I'm like Everything you would want In a guy I have to say I'm like looking At a photo of him
1: Right now Mm -hmm. He is None of those things Like No It was Very much a lie If he wasn't Like a shit person He's Mm -hmm. Like fine Fine looking But he's Knowing what I know now About him He's fucking Horrifying looking Yes Yes He is And he is Not blonde Blonde Nora mm-hmm. jock
0: and Nora like you mentioned really attractive
1: yeah and like you mentioned earlier he uh, is not very academically um
0: smart smart Mm-mm-mm. no um uh, I, I put in my notes that was a lie clearly yeah um <laughs> uh and then annie and danny would then get close enough to where they planned a date Uh oh mm-hmm. this is Ooh. so when Good Old Danny arrived at the doorstep, Annie was met with the complete opposite of what she was told—a real catfisher, if you would. Yeah. Um, she was met with a greasy, dark-haired indiv- individual who was genuinely unattractive. So, uh, you know, this is pre-Tinder, pre—the era of catfishing. But that's like a major slap to the face. Yeah, this was like, the 70s, right? This was the, yes, I'm pretty sure, 1986, yes. 1986 the 80s. 80s. So, yeah. a prime case of pre-time catfishing. Yeah. Uh, catfishing before ima- the show
1: catfish.
0: Yes. Images of somebody else. Nope, just lie and say this is what you look like on the phone. They'll believe you. And I find it interesting that he lied,
1: kept up this lie, and then was like, yeah, you can see me. You can see me. Like, yeah, we can hang out. Like, I don't know what he expected to happen.
0: I don't know. If I I were to catfish somebody, I would be very hesitant into meeting them in person. Yeah. That's just me, though. But I would never do that because I'm already insecure enough as it is. I don't need that new layer of fear being added (laughs) in my life yeah okay so they went on their date i think they went to a local fair from what i remember reading um and during the date uh oh that was my phone uh danny would learn that the girls had lost their mother due to cancer and to say the least he got quite obsessive with that and when i say obsessive i mean he would ask extremely uncomfortable questions to annie being like, oh, was it painful? How did she die? How did she feel when she died? Um, How did you feel when she passed away? Like, these extremely invasive questions. Yeah, that's that, just m- gross. Yeah, that makes you think, like, this is not normal.
1: Yeah. Somebody
0: does not obsess this much over somebody's horrible death. Yeah. So, Annie would eventually excuse herself out of the date, and she would leave. And in in paradise she would never hear about this guy ever again but this is true crime we're talking about something always goes wrong yeah um one night the girls ended up performing a séance in their basement in hopes of contacting spirits and most specifically the spirit of their mother i've performed a séance fun really fact. yeah <laughs> i just oh. like
1: remembered that We used a Ouija board to do it, and we talked to a ghost who I think was named Howard. This was, like, five years ago, so I don't really remember much. But I remember we used, like, a whole box of salt. (laughs) Oh my god. I just... And I also have an antique Ouija board that I'm, like, looking at Uh, right now that I should probably, like, sage. Yes. I just, like, I've had it for a while, and I just realized
0: it's an antique Ouija board. It's probably
1: haunted. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Uh, I was raised with a mother that loves paranormal stuff mm-hmm. and she watches many paranormal videos and she's always taught me, no matter what you do, no matter how interested you get in spirits, don't ever fuck with a Ouija board. I've used a Ouija board a couple times. Oh God. I- I- I I'm never... chilling
1: now, but like I've heard some horror stories that make me not want to do it again. So. I could never,
0: <laughs> never, never in my life i i feel like if i ever did and i told my mother she would look at me and just show me (laughs) on the spot my house you disobeyed my one rule yeah
1: i and also to make it uh even better the ouija board that we used for the the said seance that we totally did wrong um it was handmade which like is so much creepier because like Wow. I always think of Ouija boards. I'm like, I believe in them, but like, what ghost wants yeah. to talk to you through a piece of plastic that you bought at Target? Like, exactly. it's gonna be so much worse if it's handmade. And that is the Ouija board yeah. I used. Oh <laughs> no! Oh no! Oh no!
0: Anyways, back to the case. Yeah, back to the case. We get we we. I have ADHD. I I get sidetracked <laughs> yeah. easily. My Same. apologies. Same. <laughs> Okay, so they performed a seance, and that night, while trying to sleep, they heard knocking on the wall. Hmm. Uh, um, Personally, I I would get out of the house immediately. But they believed that they contacted the spirit of their mother. So um, I feel for them, honestly. Losing a loved one is very hard, so I, I get where it's coming from. So they would start asking questions to whatever was in the wall, and they would receive answers through knocks. But it got to the point where the knocking was disruptive and it wouldn't let them sleep at night. Mm. And then the father um, would start getting mad because they would find stuff moved around the house. Like furniture moving in places Mm. that they weren't before. You know who has a history of doing that? Oh boy. Oh boy. Um... So it got to the point that the girls started thinking that they had contacted a demon instead. Obviously, mm-hmm. you don't want to think about the fact that, shit, somebody's been in my house, so you will literally think of anything else besides and that. How Just old tif- were they? Just around it. Uh, I'm pretty sure they were, like, in their late teens. Around the same age as Danny, I'm pretty okay. sure. Okay, and also this was during the,
1: like, mid to late 80s, which, satanic mm-hmm. panic. So, like, yeah. they probably... With being yeah. on the younger side and having the satanic panic happening, they probably just didn't even think about it being a person.
0: That's true. Yeah. So everything was going fine until one evening on January of 1987, 87, not eighty six. Um, the knocking started when the girls were home alone. Um, mm. but it wasn't coming from the walls this time. It was coming from the basement.
1: I'm so glad my house doesn't have a basement. Oh, same.
0: Oh, same. Um, They armed themselves with kitchen knives and they went downstairs to the basement and they saw a message written on the wall in blood red saying, I'm in your room. Come and find me. I'm sorry. That's so what? creepy. No. I'm sorry. I'm imagining this and I'm imagining like that Harry Potter handwriting from Se- the Chamber of Secrets that that the girl wrote, I'm imagining that kind of handwriting just on somebody's basement wall and it's making me go into like fight or flight. It's so theatrical. It's so like attention seeking. It's like it doesn't sound real. It doesn't. That's the whole thing about this case. Like it doesn't sound real and it's it's crazy. Um, so. The girls did the obvious and they got the fuck out of the house and they went to their neighbors to contact their father. Good for them. Do not let curiosity get you. Curiosity killed the cat and maybe you too if you get a fucking message (laughs) on your basement wall. Oh my god. (laughs) They did what any conscious human being should have done and just got the hell out. Yeah. Got got the hell out. Because absolutely the fuck not. I wouldn't even try to mess with that um so they contacted their father and he got home saw everything that happened and blamed the girls of doing it themselves specifically concluded that that they did it out of grief because of their mother's passing and started sending them to therapy now mormon made a good case they were just he was just trying to be a good dad he was like my girls are probably hurting. They need help. I'm going to send them to the therapy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it makes you just go like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, let them, let, let them have a chance to You can send them speak. to
1: therapy, but also maybe investigate to make sure that yes. you're doing the right thing. I'm not and saying like, he did anything wrong at all, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, for future reference, if this oh, ever happens to you, you may want to investigate and then also yeah. go to therapy
0: because... Mm This is horrifying yes um so all was fine and dandy but just wait because a few weeks later they heard the knocking when they were home alone and it was coming from annie's room this time Mm, pleasant they walk in there was another blood red message written on the wall saying i'm back find me if you can i would have been like nah i'm good i i hated hide and seek i hated I, hide and seek dude. as a child i'm not gonna start liking oh it now <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> like fuck no um so once again they got the fuck out of the house good went to the neighbors called their dad dad was furious so Come mad on. uh he got home and immediately marched into amy's room um there he saw the message that the girls had seen a picture of Annie stabbed onto the wall. Mm-hmm. And the message, a new message saying, marry me. I'm and when good. he turns around, he turns around and he sees a young boy wearing the clothes of his dead wife, a blonde Holy wig, shit. wearing smudged makeup, holding a motherfucking hatchet.
1: Oh my fucking god. A hatchet? I forgot about that part. First of all, the whole, like, wearing the clothes of his dead wife? What? Uh,
0: crazy.
1: Wearing a wig to make it look like her, the marry me thing, and a fucking hatchet?
0: Yeah, as they said, out of all scary weapons you could choose, a hatchet. Like, this doesn't
1: seem real. It's real, but it doesn't seem real. It doesn't, it he
0: really so doesn't sound real. Crazy. And yeah, it's just, no. Like, I could never imagine this happening to me, but it happened to somebody, and that's terrifying. Yeah. So, a physical altercation proceeded, and Danny was able to escape the house. Mm. So, Brian called the police. And once the police arrived, they investigated inside the house because, like, there's no way this little kid is going to be able to, like, get pretty far wearing. It was either a wedding dress or just regular clothes. Yeah. That's what I heard. And I was like, if it's a wedding dress, that's just way more terrifying. Yeah. Um, I was like, there's no way that this kid is going to be able to be running around in the dress or like clothes, wearing a, a wig and holding a hatchet without causing some concern. <sighs> so they start investigating inside the house and they find Danny hiding in the creepiest place you can imagine. And that's in a crawl space behind a cupboard that led directly to the walls of Annie's room.
1: I hate that so much. I hate
0: it so much, dude. Like, Jesus Christ. I, like,
1: as I am sitting, I am looking at a door to a space behind my bed. And I'm like, please, go Get away. away. Get the fuck away. <laughs> like, it's-, it's the door opens on its own sometimes, so I have like oh. shit like shoved in front of it so that I do not have to deal with that. Oh, but like absolutely. I'm like after listening to this case the first time, it's been a while since I've heard it, but like it still like freaks me the fuck out.
0: Yeah. Um, they concluded that Danny had been living in the walls for around two weeks or more. Jesus. They found clothes that belonged to him and the girls and beer in the crawl space. And creepiest of all, peepholes throughout the walls. Oh. So he could follow them throughout the that. house. Ugh, that's so creepy. That's terrifying. Um he was arrested, thank God. Oh really? Wow. Really? Really now. Really, no? He got arrested. Who wow. would have thought? <laughs> oh my god. Um, but somehow. He served little to no time in the juvenile facility. Of course he did. He was a juvenile. Of fucking course he did.
1: I mean, it's that shit like this. Stalking laws piss me off because they just, like, Mm -hmm. don't exist. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, and same with, like, attempted murder. This was not attempted murder, but I'm going to, like, rope that into the anger because they're they're like, oh, well, like, he's just stalking her. He didn't, like, try to kill her. Or if Mm -hmm. he did try to kill her, they're like... Oh, they just, like—he, oh, he, like, didn't do it, so— Like, it wasn't successful. Like, so he was fucking—that was his intention, was to do it. So why do you think he shouldn't be punished mm-hmm. the same amount of time? Exactly.
0: <sighs> it's, it's frustrating.
1: Especially because I don't really remember what happens after this whole, like, stalking— incident Mm. with the two girls but I know that when he gets out of jail he does something horrible again Mm -hmm. so like it just shows like it's an escalation and you need to prevent like
0: uh, all the safety measures needs to be taken when you
1: see a red flag you need to take it into account
0: yeah Yeah. continue I just had to go on a little rant there (laughs) as Jenny stated as soon as he got released he started stealing again um, November of 1987, he stole two handguns from a neighbor's house.
1: Mm, great.
0: Uh, personally, I don't think it'd be a good idea to let this guy have a gun. Let alone Ooh. two? <laughs> let alone two. And then December 1st of 1987, he broke into another house ready to ruin another family's life. He was greeted to a busy house that... Consisted of pregnant Priscilla Gustafson. I think I'm saying that right. Gustafson. Sounds and right. Her, and her two children, eight year old Abigail and five year old William. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I don't think um, I know this
1: part of the case.
0: God. Yeah. Um, it's unknown on what he planned to do when he broke in, but what hap- actually happened is way more bad. Um, like I said, trigger warning for stuff happening to children and sexual assault um proceed with caution.
1: <laughs> oh yeah,
0: I forgot to scream. Ah! That's my scream. That's your warning, <laughs> trigger warning. Ah! Um so Andrew, which was the husband, um returned home to his wife being face down in their blood-stained bed. Um had been shot in point-blank rage multiple times and had been raped. And she was pregnant and she was pregnant. God. And so he would call the police. And after the police arrived, they found the body of five year old William drowned in the upstairs bathroom in the bathtub. And then finding Abigail's body, who had suffered the similar fate in the downstairs bathtub. Jesus. Yeah. It's really. And sad. do you know how
1: old he was at this
0: point? I think Danny was he was born in 1970 so 17. he, he was, was 17. only
1: 17 when he killed this whole family yes
0: Holy he was shit. born may 15th 1970 and this happened December 1st 1987 so well over the age of 17. Jesus um Christ so the police apprehended Danny quickly um they right. I don't know what apprehend means caught him. I just I oh, yeah.
1: I'm gonna look it up to make sure because I think I'm mm-hmm. right, but I'm never f- confident enough to say things.
0: Apprehend it. Arrest someone for a crime. Yes. yes. Okay. So they called. caught him quickly, and what happened is that he had broken into a woman's home a few towns over and kidnapped mm-hmm. her to go and run in her car. In but the lady was saved. The same fucking day? Is uh, this... not a f- I don't think the same day because okay. he was a few towns over. But still, mm-hmm. he's, like, so like right going after. on a rampage. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. But she was able to escape, That's luckily. Good. Um, somebody saw his photo on the news, and they found him hiding in a fucking dumpster 48 hours after the manhunt started. He's fucking trash, so I guess that fits. He's he went trash to where he Yeah. He went to where he belonged. I
1: remember when I was a kid, somebody... Uh, tr- attempted to bully me, and I say attempted because I don't count it as him bullying me because like the only thing I ever remember him saying was he pointed to a dumpster and he said, "That's where you live," and it just like reminded me of that. But that's like actually where Danny deserves was. to live. Yeah, like
0: fuck him. Yeah, when he was expect expected, they found a hair belonging to Abigail on him, so that connected him to the murder of the Gustafsons. Mm. Um, a year later, he was sentenced to three life sentences for the murders of the Gustafsons. Do you know if he's still alive? Yes. I'm pretty sure he still is. Because in know. 2017, he okay. tried to appeal for a lower sentence.
1: And I assume by you saying tried, it was not something Refected. that happened. Yeah. Yeah
0: he um yeah he's
1: 52 right now
0: he's yes seems to be still yes. rotting away in jail so while in prison this fucker showed no remorse
1: of course he didn't
0: um he attempted to sue the prison system many times for the violations of his rights mm-hmm. like motherfucker you killed the family what rights yeah Motherfucker, you deserve no right. You
1: literally took away that. How old were the children? Eight and eight and five. Eight and five. They didn't even get to fucking like. I don't even know if the five year old had been able to go to kindergarten yet. You have no fucking rights when you take, like, you didn't just take the rights of those people away. You took their lives away. You five. don't get any.
0: You don't get any.
1: Get over yourself. Like, stay- rot in jail where you fucking belong, you piece of shit. I hate this guy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Me too. And then in one case, he claimed the system had violated his religious rights for not providing the materials he needed for him to practice his supposed act of Satanism.
1: Well, I'm just gonna assume that the Satanism that he was practicing is not real Satanism, so, like, what the fuck are they supposed to do? Yeah.
0: Like, like there's Satanists, but most of them don't kill people, yeah, there's Satanists, and then there's
1: people that use the word Satanist to justify to yeah to justify, justify the shit that they do
0: actions, yeah
1: I want to do so, like more research on the like Satanism because from too. what I've heard, it's like fascinating and not at all what people like Daniel LaPlante and Richard Ramirez and like those people have made it out yes. to be
0: mm-hmm. So in 2017, like I said, he had tried peeling for a lower sentence, and he appeared to show some remorse. Some. Because he said this, and I quote, I do not have the words to fully express my profound sorrow, but I am truly sorry for the harm I have caused. From the very essence of who I am, from the death of my soul, I am sorry. And I wrote right next to that, what fucking soul?
1: Yeah, yeah. I feel like he's just sorry that he ended up getting caught. Caught.
0: Yeah. Oh Lord. Um his appeal was denied. Thank fucking God. Thank God. And um the last note that I have, it ends it on a kinda happy note. Um, Andrew Gustafson, the father, um, who lost his family. He passed away back in twenty fourteen. But allegedly, um, on his deathbed he claimed don't ever let him out. He should rot in prison. And it seems that he got his wish. That's great. And those are the ends of the notes. Thoughts? Wow. Shorter episode, but traumatic yeah. as ever. <laughs> traumatic as ever. Jesus. Um, yeah, like I said, I couldn't sleep that night after I had researched this.
1: I wonder um, how the Andrews, or, or whatever their last name is... Yeah. Are doing. I sure hope that. Hope they're doing okay.
0: Yeah, me too. Because boy, that something like that is traumatic. It stays with mm-hmm. you. So major wishes and love for that family. Um, rest in peace, at Gustafson's. Obviously, um, yeah, they did not deserve that at all. Nobody deserves that. Nobody if they're, deserves if that. They're good people, but
1: you know who deserves bad things, Daniel LaPlante is getting fucking rotting in jail. Rotting said, in prison. Stay I have, in there. I've said
0: so many curse words in this episode just because I've so you. pissed at him. I hate oh him God. so much. Fuck that man. Jesus. And um, for our listeners, if you guys look at a picture of him, he he's, just looks like this creepy fella. He sc- he's, scary. he's scary. He's scary. He's scary looking.
1: Yeah. And I, I I cannot see where he is being, like, held. I was looking
0: to see. Yeah, there's not much information on him. Like, his Wikipedia page is, like, almost. Yeah, I'm like, looking at his Wikipedia page, and there's, like, not even any photos. No, like, no photos, nothing. Doesn't even cover the Andrews incident. From what I remember reading.
1: Well, apparently he was featured in Season 2, Episode 1 of Investigations Discovery, Your Worst Nightmare series. Never heard (laughs) of that, but, like, that sounds
0: interesting. Now I want to watch it. (laughs) Yeah. It's called Bump in the Night, so it
1: sounds like it's about the first thing that you talked about. So, Mm -hmm. like, you may want to watch it, like, midday and then not plan on sleeping.
0: (laughs) Yes. Oh, Lord. I, mm, my thoughts on this case are just... What the fuck? Yeah. that That's all I can say. And, um, it's yeah. terrifying. My brain just, like, hurts. Yeah. that That's how I felt. I had to go talk to my dad about the case so that my anxiety would die down.
1: Yeah, my next, my episode, I'm not going to say what it is. I'll, I'll, like, talk about it lightly. Um, but my episode that I'm going to be doing as our, like, quote-unquote bonus episode um, is, like, it's gonna scare me as well, but, like, at the same lord. time, I'm not going to be, uh, anytime soon, we'll be going to the Russian wilderness and going on a hike, so it's sure. not gonna scare me, like, Daniel Laplant, because I have no intention yeah. of going to Russia, first of all, or hiking in the middle of the snow with, uh, eight other people. That's, those are your oh. hints on what my next episode is gonna
0: be about. Oh, lord. Um... Moral of the story, if you hear knocks on your walls, don't assume it's a ghost. Um, just I mean, tear down that sage wall. I mean,
1: the place first, and then
0: if you yes, hear it again,
1: runs. fucking call somebody. Call the police. Yeah.
0: Always call the police. Not the
1: Ghostbusters, because I don't think it's
0: a ghost. Not the Ghostbusters, because it's not a ghost. <laughs> if we learned anything from this case, it wasn't a ghost.
1: Yeah. If you've learned anything from listening to as much true crime as I have, assume the worst.
0: The worst. It's just like. And thank you.
1: God, this case Ugh. freaks me out. Yeah. Anyways, I hope you guys aren't too traumatized.
0: Yeah. And I hope you enjoyed our first case. bonus episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. We're gonna try to do these every week. Yep. Woo! Woo! That was. We hope horrible. you guys have a great day. <laughs> um. Don't be traumatized. Yeah. I hope that you guys
1: can sleep tonight. And um, I hope you if enjoyed. You don't, don't blame us. Yeah, you chose to listen. We warned <laughs> you. you. To we did you. But anyway,
0: <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, thank you guys thank for you listening. For listening,
1: I hope that we you guys come it. back.
0: Our card link is to the gray pod dot card with two Rs dot co, and that has all of our links, personal and shared. That's it. Yep. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed. Have a great day, everybody. Bye.
1: Bye. <laughs>